Life is a journey, and eventually, all roads come together. You're listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Bryce Ginther. And I'm Aaron Brenneman. And this is Breaking Camp. Episode 15. Welcome. This is Breaking Camp Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Bryce. Hi, Bryce. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. I like I like how we, we start the show every every time differently. Mm. <laughs> we we never really know exactly what we're never gonna kn- say or do. Press record. Who's gonna talk? Let's press record. Right. Like, wait, did you push it? You pushed it? Oh, well, oh we're we going. Go. Here, here we are. Okay. <laughs> I gotta silence my phone here. Oh, me too. I don't have <laughs> That. This is riveting. Riveting. Bluetooth off on. Who knows? I'm in airplane mode. I'm in airplane mode. Yeah, I'm in airplane mode with do not disturb. Do you really think that phones can take down an airplane? No. Then uh, why do you have to turn it I've off? Proved, I've proven that almost every flight I've been on. You are one of the, them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The They're guy like, that I can't stop thinking about, I'm looking over, he's like, when's yeah, he going to turn it it's off? It's me. Oh, oh. What are you playing Angry Birds or something? No, I just leave it on in my pocket. Like it'll just be like on, right? Oh, because you forget. No, because I'm get... like, this isn't going to crash the plane. Hmm. And then I also, and this was when I was if like, if it was going to cl- crash the plane, I think there would be a much stricter protocol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'd be like, uh, excuse me, someone is using their phone, and it's coming from this region of rows. The pilot would have to come on. Don't make me turn this yeah. plane around. I'm, uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, somebody in 17 looks like B or C is using their device. Could please turn off your <laughs> your device so we don't I, crash. I was listening back through to the last episode, and I really enjoyed your voice segments. Oh, I think we need a, you did the Scotland gag. Yeah. Talking about the the whiskey. You also did um, <laughs> what other one did you do? Oh, you did Michael remember. Jackson. Oh, I did, yeah. Ow. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. So we might have to uh, see what more we get. Now we have now we have the pilot. Yeah, we have the pilot. So that's awesome. This so it's Captain speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I like voices; they're fun. They're fun. I think that I too. I don't do a lot of voices. Mm-hmm. I think where you're very comfortable, and tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. in all of these voices is you hear a lot of different voices in the kids' movies you've watched over the past. 18 years. 100% correct. Yeah. Because you'll do them yeah. oftentimes, and I'm like, I don't know what who this is. Yeah. And I, I just want to mimic them, right, mm-hmm. and, and sound how they sound or whatever. And I've done that with all the characters throughout the Disney movies that are the funny oh. one or the whatever. Yeah. Um, love the movie quotes, and so I try to mm. quote in the voice if possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And it's entertaining for the kids over the years. I think now they're a little bit over it, but... They're yeah. just used to it. That's right. Slays at a party though. Now uh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> now, but they're a little they're a little past that age now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, here's how I like to do my movie quotes. <laughs> Watch a movie I've seen a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Do almost movie quotes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so I I know the I know the <laughs> essence of what they're saying, right. and I'll get it about ninety percent right, but it ain't word for word. I'll be your strawberry. <laughs> Huck- Wait, I'll be your Huckleberry. That's is that what you would do? Like you'd mess up the yes, 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 yes. I would get I would get it almost right. Yeah, yeah. isn't it Doc Hollywood in Tombstone? I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. What? Yeah, you haven't seen Tombstone. 
It's been a long time. Okay, now I will say I was on the receiving end of that about I don't know three or four years ago. A buddy of mine, it's like it's his favorite. He can quote the dang movie. Actually quoted or kind legit, of legit, like okay. all the way. I'm like, hey, man, can you stop? <laughs> like, I just want to watch this for the very first time, mm. you know. And um, it is an awesome dude movie. Mm. Oh, Tombstone, Val Kilmer. It feels Sam like Elliott. one that you could get without much of a wait time from the library. A hundred percent. Yeah, okay. you probably have to add that to. The I list. wonder if it's on any of the like streaming services too. I haven't even looked, but I don't yeah. have that. He stuff. has it in hard copy. We took it on one of our trips, and and we always have mm. uh, like he we like trade... a VHS. Nope, uh, CD or a whatever DVD. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has in his trailer. We take the trailer on the the turkey hunting trip, and um, we have a place we go every time. We just park it there. It's like we have a, an apartment together. Mm, it's great, yeah. <laughs> and. We talked about this last time. Yeah. <laughs> love to get outside to the woods yeah. and take my living Love room. glamping. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's like the only trip that I've ever gone on over and over again. It's that trip, and that's how we do it. And he has the trailer, so we didn't have to pay mm. extra to you know stay at a hotel or yeah. campground. As we found some private property that we get to keep staying on, so it's great. Anyway, movies. He's got a little tiny screen, like a tiny TV in there, and we mm-hmm. watch them while we're like making meals or whatever. It's kind of like yeah. we'll, we'll use, we'll take a movie and watch it all day periodically as we oh, gotcha. get back to the trailer. So yeah, yeah, Tombstone. Tombstone. We always have dude movies. It's great. All right. Uh, well, it's thanks. It's not Thanksgiving. No, it's not. It's not Thanksgiving. No, not yet. I don't. But it's November. Yeah, we're being. It's thankful. coming. It's yeah. We are still in our thankfulness. I want to thank your family for watching River. Oh, right now. So to afford us the opportunity to sit here and eat some mm-hmm. cheese and crackers. So Rivers like here. Sophisticated podcasters too. Yeah. Rivers Dude. here. He made it. Mm-hmm. We're four days in. Four out of the seven days, so we're four sevenths of the way to perfect. <laughs> and as much as we've laughed about that, uh you almost you may be correct. Like this mm. dog is really, really, really doing well. He's if there's one thing, it's uh <clears throat> If there's one thing I am, quite often, mm-hmm. it's OCD. <laughs> so <laughs> taking these principles from mm-hmm. the book and from the video series, mm-hmm. and uh, we're being pretty vigilant about doing it with his training. So it's been fun. Yeah. Super fun. He's a chunky monkey, huh? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a little, he's round. We will, for those of you that want to see this cute dog, he will definitely be on our Instagram. So make sure you look there. Uh, we'll put some pictures up of him. Um, and yeah, he's just got that round puppy belly so that just chunky. makes you smile. Food motivated, <laughs> yeah. which makes training go um, quite well. Quick. Yeah. Uh, but we, we went down to the breeder, picked him up on Saturday. It was mm-hmm. good. He did great in the car. He's been doing awesome, but I was telling him kind of what we're planning to do with the training and the earn to learn and like feeding his meals for training. For some reason, they thought that I was telling them something along the lines of, if he's bad and poops on the floor, he can't have his dinner. <laughs> and it was like, no, that's, that's not the concept. But basically, it's just we're not putting the food in a bowl. Yeah. But we're just using it individually as a training opportunity to work on things like sit, come, right. bed. Just working on bed today. Yeah, so, I was watching you. That's awesome. That's been fun. So he's doing good. <clears throat> so good. Uh, well, and like that's the the best part is this is why it's important to read or to read about mm-hmm. your training and figure out what school you're going to land in. Because there's not one that's the right one and one, every other one isn't. Oh. It's just what works for you. What are facts? I mean, everything <laughs> is debatable these days. I don't know. It's just not, it's your truth. Your truth is yeah. yours. What is the truth? <laughs> yeah. 
But it but it all works, especially when you're talking about dog training. Even like the terrible training, the the like scary stuff that works. It's just a it, it motivates fear in the dog, and mm. so the poor dog is always afraid. It's the carrot and the stick. Yeah, and um, and so I'm just like watching you train him today and just like the little sessions that you did here at the house it's really brilliant and you can see like when you are now like you said you're feeding your dog the amount that it would get in a day Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're starving him but but when he's hungry more often throughout the day he's he's eager to get fed and when he learns and it takes what twice to realize that hey Mm -hmm. when i do this I get the thing I want. Yeah. And that positive behavioral reinforcement. Yeah. And like watching him, you were outside on the deck. I was inside Mm. watching and he is locked on you and he's, he's watching you the whole time, which is what you want. Like when those, when the dogs are looking at you, they're, they're trying to figure out, okay, what is it that you want? Cause he wants his food. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he would do it, you would click, tell him good job and give him his treat. And he's, you could see his little tail wag and like, oh, it's awesome. He was, he was pumped. He was doing pretty good. He, yeah. read, he was working on the bed thing today. Yeah. Sorry, slightly distracted here. I'm trying oh. to find a note that had something in it. Yeah. No, it's um, awesome. But yeah, it's been fun. He's, he's, it's a puppy. It's a full-time gig apparently. <laughs> but all these people, all this stuff mm-hmm. that people were telling me is coming true. Like what? Uh, like it's a lot of work. Like you're not going to get much sleep. Oh yeah. Like, uh, that sort of stuff. So (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it's like these people have experienced this before or something. Yeah. But we have been doing quite a bit to get some input from people that have dogs, Mm -hmm. especially people that have well-behaved dogs. Talked with you about your dogs, what you did. Talked with, uh, Emily, Riley and Apache and all sorts of stuff. So. I think I covered everyone that may listen who has a dog. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's been good. Um, There's probably that one friend out there that you didn't mention, and they oh have a dog, dog, and they're getting their feelings hurt right now. Like, oh, so he didn't mention dog. me. Look, he thinks okay. I'm a bad dog You're trainer. You're a good dog. <laughs> You're a good dog. I th- uh, my brother has a dog. Yeah. I think that it just takes a <laughs> full-time concerted effort and consistency with training. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It ain't easy, but it's nice that we're able to be in this time of pandemic and working from home and anywhere and we're with the dog full time. So we'll see four days in, I mean, in the lifespan of a dog, we're not, we're, we're just getting there. Yeah. I think you're four days in, like you said, four sevenths of the way to a perfect dog. To a perfect dog. Well, I am taking him fishing on Saturday, so that'll be that'll be when he's eight weeks. So I figured that's yeah. perfectly reasonable. Yeah, that was another thing you said. Gosh, he we thought it was going to be eight weeks, but he's actually seven weeks when you picked him up. Which, um, you know, for all of you th- who think that's early, we don't care. Just leave that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it worked out, and um, but for a dog. That is, I mean, at this point, you can just break it into days old, right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's that that young. And the difference between a seven-week-old dog and an eight-week-old dog is you can mark it. Like, and so on each day, you could probably see this dog growing and being mm-hmm. different and everything. And so my point being, he's super, super young. But he's yeah. it, the fact that he knows how to sit and you're not struggling with that, it's... 
he's, he's like got doing sit it down on, yeah. on command. Yeah. Clicker or word or even just we're yeah. trying to train him anytime he says please or thank you is through sitting. And so it's going into a into a door, out of a door, anytime he wants anything, comes to us, sits down. So he is He says please and thank you by sitting. Yeah. So if like he wants a treat or something, like yeah. he wants something, please, it's yeah. through sitting. Interesting. Like the, as opposed to like trying to support that behavioral learning of the way I get what I want mm-hmm. is through being mm-hmm. calm and well-behaved. I'm not going to get what I want through jumping up on your pants. I see what you're saying. So it's like if he wants something or wants affection or whatever, mm-hmm. he may want snacks, food. Basically, it's all food. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing he really wants is food. Right. Um, Right. right now, so we are doing that with, come on over, have a sit. And I think the area that I, um, the hardest thing to train in my experience mm-hmm. with my dogs has been when company comes. Mm. Uh, because our company untrains our dogs every time they come to our door. I bet. And they, they reinforce terrible, terrible behavior and they reward it with attention and their voices and, 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 you know, as me, I'm like cringing, like, please don't do that. Don't yeah. don't say that. And I don't want to like greet him at the door. I'm like, hey, knock it off. Don't do this with my dog. Right. It's like instead of being able to say, hey, how's it going? Welcome to my house, yeah. my friend. You know, it's like you're immediately barking orders at your friends to not do this and that with yeah. your dog barking and doing its whole thing. Because my dog Deacon will he like does that sing. He's an bark. excited one. He's very excited. And he wasn't like that. He's always been vocal. Mm. But my kids and, um, you know, just people in general that, that it's cute, right? When you hear a dog go, oh, yeah. rrr, you know, yeah. and they'll do the same sound back to them, mm. which just is like, oh, this is what we do. And I'm like, no, because this just escalates. Right. Anyway. So my my what I'm saying is I want to know how you train that aspect with River, because it's not too late with Deacon. We can Mm-mm. we can we can see a difference in them if we're all good mm-hmm. um, for a week and we're all consistent in our training and just like not giving him attention when he does that and all that kind of stuff. He seems to calm down really quickly, but you know Deacon does that. He gets excited and does his little singy you know thing, kind of a bark sometimes mm-hmm. if he's really mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. And then my last golden retriever Baker, who's not with us anymore, um, he uh, would just full on bark, mm. and it was like. People are here, but I think it was like, I'm excited people are here. It wasn't like I'm protecting you. It was yeah. like, people are here. Announce it like, yay, yay, yay. So, this is exciting. This is fun. Yeah. People are here. Yay. Yeah. And then people just, they get down and they use the like, oh, yeah, good dog. Good, good. Mm. And it just makes it worse. It's more, like gas more. on a yeah. fire. Yeah. And, or high voices, high pitched voices that are all excited, you mm. know, that gets them. That's just like terrible. Riles them up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But so, yeah. I'll so be curious it's. To know what the, yeah, there's some other things. Like, I've only made it through a few videos and a few things, and so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to follow some protocols and yeah. do some stuff. It's amazing what happens when you just follow some instructions. Yeah, it's awesome. And I have no other clues, so. <laughs> I have good, no other clue. Good, I like, been been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming in with no conceptions that I know how to train a dog. So I think that yeah. emptiness has really been good to be like, oh, I guess we'll yeah. try this program. Low expectations. Book, you know? All the good stuff is just amazing. Yeah. That's good. came across this quote from uh we from one of my I don't know what I would call him he's not a hero he's not my idol somebody <laughs> I grew up yeah watching okay Alex Trebek 
God passed away so. passed away this week. Mm-hmm. Um, sad day. This episode that came out and this last one we had, we talked about him a couple of times and yeah. the show, but uh, he, we didn't know at that point. So this this quote from something I was reading says, "There's a certain comfort that comes from knowing a fact." Trebek said, "The sun is up in the sky. There's nothing you can say that's going to change that. You can't say the sun's not up there. There's no sky. <laughs> there is reality, and there's nothing wrong with accepting reality." It's when you try to distort reality to maneuver into accommodating your particular point of view, your particular bigotry, your particular whatever, mm. then that's where you run into problems. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was a good guy. So. I'm, 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 we'll, we'll talk some more about him. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I'm sad that he, you know, he died, and I think... I, you know, I wasn't. An, I watched Jeopardy, of course, over the years. Yeah. I wasn't a habitual or a religious watcher of him of the show, but I I always appreciated that that dude was a steady presence for all those decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many years was he? I think he started in like eighty four. Yeah, and and so I mean, we'll dive into this a little mm-hmm. bit later, I guess. But um, yeah, well, let's get some snacks first. Should we do that, and then yeah. we'll get into it? I love it. All right, let's have some snacks. Bryce, you know what I love? One of the things I love most about doing a podcast. What's that? Snacking. <laughs> and it's, it's always like finger foods, it's too. It's become a thing. Because I think we're almost a food podcast. <laughs> We could become food bloggers next. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, which I'm 100% behind. I love it. Yeah. I just, I don't want to become, uh, I I have no desire to be Rachel Ray, right? Like that kind of a thing. None. No. But like. You're not trying to just spend $40 a day. You're more like $100 a day. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's like sometimes you talk about the recipe. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. But you always eat the food. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, which I feel like this works good with our camping theme because yeah. you go camping and you eat. eat. Like that's, that's part of the experience. It's, it's one m- of the most of the <laughs> most of the experience. Yeah. I mean, aside from the napping, <laughs> so, camping. Like one of the things you do camping is you spend all day thinking about what you're going to eat. You know, or planning what I'll, you're going to eat. I'll spit out some coffee. <laughs> I was just thinking, but I it think, is camping. Food I think is camping. Your camping looks. A lot different than mine. Like it you, might. We, you probably it, sleep way more in your camping than I do. Yeah, we've never been camping. Have um, we? I don't believe we have. I think we talked about it. Yeah, it's been a pandemic. Yeah, we were planning on going this summer, and then that changed things with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So uh, I well, we went to the beach instead of camping. We that went was to, kind of yeah, a thing, which yeah. you did take a nap, and I didn't. Yeah, and that and, was a social nap, though. <laughs> so. It was napping with friends. Like the app, I'm gonna make. I'm that gonna lay on the floor right here in the midst com- of you. You can compete with all your friends for who gets the most nap time each day. <laughs> Go walk around me; it's fine. <laughs> I want to be oh. with you. <laughs> it's like the dog. That's what the dog does. What do we do? Are you walking over here? Okay, I'm gonna follow you. <laughs> like Aaron, you need to lay down and take a nap. Okay, <laughs> I did. The dog took a nap yesterday, and I'm like, well, it's about nap time for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm over on the sofa, though, I might not hear him stirring, so I just grab my camp pad. Yeah, threw it right down next to him. Had a nap. It was great. About forty-five minutes. But anyway, so back hilarious. to food. Back to the while food. napping what is important. Let's back to on. food. This you you stepped it up a notch today. You brought toothpicks. <clears throat> I did. I wanted to be uh, friendly to COVID. Right. Oh, 
I wanted to like not share because we're we're eating from the same plate. Yeah. Uh, but I want to make sure that we can grab a toothpick and then just eat it, and it's then we're not contaminating yeah. each other's food. Oh, I care great. about. We you. cut it all up. I love it. It's great. Yeah. We cut everything in small pieces. We got some crackers. Yep. You got some dates on the toothpick. You brought a cheese. What's this? I think it's cottage cheese. You brought a plate full of cottage, <laughs> cottage cheese, cheese, right? Yeah, we bought it this week, and <laughs> it looked like a ball. You know when you get a ball of mozzarella? Yeah, yeah. I think it's called uh, burrata. Burrata? Okay, I maybe. wanted to say balata, but that's a golf ball oh. cover. Yeah, you said that earlier. It might be balata. Burrata. Burrata. Um, Horchata? I think it's burrata cheese. Okay. Anyway, it's yep. real soft. Very soft. And um it's kinda like a tangy yogurt. Yeah. But it's cheesy. Not yeah. not a ton of flavor. Has a little bit of a skin on the outside. As you, soon as you cut it, it sort of flows out. See, here's the thing about this cheese is that mm-hmm. I think that it would be fair to call it non offensive. <laughs> you said that about the scotch. And the coffee. <laughs> it's all these things. But I think here's the thing though, it looks offensive. I don't think it you're going to get anybody it experimenting does. with that cheese. But yeah. when you eat it, you're like, eh. Yeah, it looks like something that is um, actively fermenting because it's so runny. And you're like, how could it not be in this It just like full-on rot mode, you know? <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't stink. It doesn't. No, it's not a stinky cheese. It doesn't have a strong flavor. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it would be good with um, uh, like a balsamic vinegar or something mm. like that. It would be good. Okay. Just like on a spoon? so we put it on the crackers i like the cracker and the cheese and then the the texture comparisons we got here we got cracker cheese date for chewy yeah and then i brought this sausage i gotta let me tell you about this tell me about this what do you think of it you tried it already i did i tried it and i thought it was good so you said hey i brought some i brought some spicy pickled sausage and i paused (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> what? It, tell me more. So, what do we have? What do we? So this is uh, this is quite the logo. The Tijuana Mama, Tijuana Mama, pickled sausage. Yeah, it is three hundred percent hotter. Oh, and you asked earlier, hotter than what? I didn't look at this closely enough. It's uh, very small. It says uh, okay, hotter than the Big Mama. Oh, the Big Mama is in the red jar. The the jar on the counter of the fast or the convenience store. That's those, what I was talking about. Is that what you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Are those still a thing in COVID? Oh, I don't know. Somebody uses their fingers. Oh, gosh. Probably. But it's just pickles. It's or probably it's the guy vinegar. running the register when it's, nobody's around. Oh, yeah. He gives some change and he's like, what and am he's I like, I'm eat? hungry. Nobody's inventory in these big mamas. Yeah. So I would, maybe this is the new way that they distribute these. That's why I was able to find them. Maybe. Because I got this at the convenience store. I, so it's I got 300% a... hotter than that, is mm-hmm. what it says. And which, if that's 300% hotter than those, what are they called? Big Mama? Big Mama, yep. Big Mamas yep, yep. are not that hot. And I have had those. Because no. I think there's Big more, Mamas. probably more pickled, Then there was spicy. like Hot Daddy or something like that. There's like, there's two different ones. Mm. Um, and the reason I know this is that one, when I was a volunteer firefighter down the street from our station was a convenience store and we would go down there and get snacks for the shift. Mm. And so one night we were like, we've got to get these and nobody yeah. wanted to get them. I'm like, no, we're getting them and we're all eating. these. You got them out of the jar. Yep. Did you use your fingers? No, there's tongs that the person uses or whatever. What about the tongs for the pepperoni sticks? I never use my fingers in those things. Actually, I don't buy single serve 
jerky pepperoni almost ever. Okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I that's don't, a sometimes like a, you're going fishing and you just need something. That's not what I, the something's going to be for me. I'll okay. get the package. Okay, thing. so you're using the tongs. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, this is years and years ago now, right? So, but anyway, and I survived, right? It didn't, we didn't well. get sick. But we had this, and I remember thinking like, oh gosh, these are going to be hot. Everyone was afraid to try them. And it wasn't that hot. And I'm like, dude, these are delicious. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> that was the regular Big Mama? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is yeah. 300% hotter. Yeah. And so, there's some kick. To, I'm gonna there's some kick. They're definitely spicy. It's almost, it's almost though, like I was saying, a hot for hot sake. Not a right. particularly flavorful spicy. I mean, you can tell it's pickled, mm-hmm. but it's really good. I've been trying it here with the cracker date Yum. yogurt or not yogurt that's cheese it's got combo. you know, whew, it does have initial heat to it especially when you eat it by itself yeah when you eat it by it kind of zings you and i think that's partly because it's so vinegary mm-hmm. um pickled um but then it dissipates real quick so it doesn't stick around and burn you long we could have a side podcast side podcast called bryce and aaron eat stuff <laughs> <laughs> just all day record mm-hmm. all day every day yeah yeah what do you do <laughs> we I sit around and talk and eat <laughs> how's yeah. that pay yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> it's an expensive ho- hobby yeah mm. i i don't know i think it's a good um good treat i would yeah. say this because you said that you will frequently buy um, at the at the convenience store you go to, there's a counter that always has dis- discount items. I you'll enjoy, buy them. Yep. And you'll throw them in a bin. I like going to Plaid Pantry for this reason. Okay, I go to Plaid Pantry. You always you walk up to the check, yep. the cashier, and mm-hmm. they always have this stuff that's discounted promotional things, right? Like you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> you maybe have never had it before or seen it, but it's cheap. So I just buy a bunch of it, sweep it up. <laughs> And I throw it in a camp bin because then when I'm going to go camping <laughs> or backpacking or something, like I got the whole mm-hmm. discount bargain mm-hmm. there, the whole discount section of the store to choose from. I love. Pretty good. I love that. First of all, you're like, well, you know, when you go to Plaid Pantry. And I'm like, uh, I don't really go there a lot. Not that I wouldn't, <laughs> right? I just don't find myself yeah. going there a lot. And then... You go to the discount section, <laughs> promotional section. And it, it is worth noting to say I do oftentimes go specifically mm. to see what sort of like, if I know I'm going somewhere or I'm coming up on season, Okay, I'll, I'll be like, well, I have some extra time. I'll swing in there. Yeah. And I will just peruse. <laughs> and this time I got the hot mama, Tijuana mama. Tijuana, Tijuana mama. Tijuana mama. And that's the hilarious thing is that you saw that and you're like, oh, I got to have that. Yeah. I grabbed a few of them. Yeah. Threw them in the bed. So I've often thought about this, convenience stores, right? You can tell a lot about a person, Mm -hmm. quality of uh, intake of certain things, habits, um, by how much time you're spending going to a convenience store. Okay. Right? Like if you're smoking heaters, you got to go to the convenience store every day. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Okay, Cigarettes. I didn't know that. <laughs> Cigarettes. Like okay. if you get some heaters, mm-hmm. you got to go get them. Yeah, pack or, of smokes. Yep, yeah. or every day you get off work and you got to go pick up your two bottles of wine from right. the cash and go. Oh, boy. Like, yeah. mm, you know. <laughs> mm, I'm not. And I, I mean, I recognize it in myself. I sometimes will drink some energy drinks, probably oh, yeah. too much. Not good, and I acknowledge no. that. 
So it's not good if I find myself going there regularly. Sure. Um, Also, it speaks to a lack of planning and preparation and rush. Right. Like if you really need things that you consume regularly, you're probably better off planning, buying them in advance and having them. Think about like an efficiency of movement throughout your day. Yeah. You always want to be going to the convenience store. So I just have thought about that. And I, I would thought about it again when you said I don't really go. I don't go there much. Store. I will tell you this. I I would say 90 if not higher, 90% or higher of the time I'm going to a convenience store on the way out of town. Yeah. On a camping trip or a whatever fishing yeah. trip. R- rotor. And so I will these are my top 3 items that okay. I get. Water Mm. Beer mm. and chips. Mm. It doesn't. I don't really stray much from that category. Okay. At that setting, I don't. I don't. I'll peruse the candy aisle. Um, I usually. When did candy bars get more than fifty cents? Yeah. Right. They're expensive. It's crazy. And so I, as much as I love a Snickers or whatever, it's not usually what I grab. So I'm like, I need water. Mm-hmm. I need to have a beer later on, mm-hmm. and then um, you need some sort of snack or whatever. And so it's like chips yeah. or or a cracker or something. But usually at a convenience store, it's a bag of chips. Yeah. So um, or ice, but you know, usually see, I have that's ice. Where, by that's then. what I was gonna say. Ice and yeah. firewood. Yeah. Maybe some Gardettos. I usually. <laughs> you like the Gardettos. I like the Gardettos. I even like like the berry, uh, huh. Mike and Ike's. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, you can have those. I'll live. Because then you got the sweet and yeah. the savory. So I, I I will pledge to you that I'll never buy your Barry Mike and Ike's. They'll always be there for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know never. if I've given you my go-to camp candy. I don't think so. We're going to have to. Do, it's local and organic. I'll bring it in one of these days. Really? Yeah. Okay. Local, organic, sugar-free. There's a teaser. There's a teaser, but yeah. Well, well, so check us uh, coming out soon. Uh, B- Bryce and Aaron eat stuff. Okay. Dot com. But <laughs> now back to our podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, back to regular content program. Jeopardy. Alex Trebek died, and that was that's kind of been. I watched it on Monday. Mm-hmm. And actually, the producer came out onto the show before yeah. it started. Yeah, did you see that? I saw it on. I watched it on YouTube. Okay, yeah. so he came out and he spoke and said, "You know, we have episodes through mm-hmm. the holidays. Apparently, over that are the, him. He's recorded. that are him that he's recorded, and they're going to play him as scheduled because mm-hmm. that's what he wanted. Yeah. So you have through the holidays to watch new through Christmas. I would mm-hmm. imagine." To watch new uh, Jeopardies, but I was kind of fascinated to see like the, the, the filming schedule. Yeah, and so when pandemic started, they had a couple of months, and then there was no new episodes. We were in lockdown. Yeah, that's when they went back and they started showing some of these classic, yeah. like mid eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. Jeopardies with Alex Trebek, which were awesome. They did some celebrity ones. Yeah, super cool. And so, uh, it's a bummer. And I also think, too, like there's a nostalgia here in this for me mm-hmm. because way back when I was younger watching it and then my grandma really loved watching it. And mm-hmm. so as as she was getting older and before she passed away, like one of the things we'd always talk about was mm-hmm. Jeopardy. Yeah. This was during Ken Jennings run, you know, the longest winning streak ever on Jeopardy, like held all the records. Then he came back just recently <laughs> to be a... Uh, Executive producer, oh, sort really? of person on the show. So he's been on there. He is my top bet 
for who I was talking. I also talked to Cor's grandma about Jeopardy because she loves Jeopardy, and so we'll talk about that. Yeah. And I was I was telling her when I saw him on there, I said, oh, "Ken Jennings is going to be the next host." Oh, so okay, okay. Let's. Do you want me to slow down? Yes. Stop talking so much. About no, Jeopardy? no. I I, I like listening to you talk. And here's the thing. <clears throat> I told you as we were planning for this episode, I feel that Breaking Camp owes this episode to you. As a we're we're eulogizing Oh yeah. Alex Trebek and we're we're celebrating your love of Jeopardy. Yeah. That's what this show is for. Eating snacks. Yeah. Talking facts. This is exactly what we we would be doing if we were camping right now. If we were camping and we would was... be talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so this With is what snacks. we're doing. Well we we could classify this as camp life. Mm-hmm. This episode, right? Camp combos. And so, um, but I I want to hear what is it about what is it about Jeopardy that can you summarize? Why do you love it so much? What it, is it, Alex Trebek? Is it the game itself? Is it uh, was it something else? I think I really like trivia. Okay, in general, mm-hmm. I like quizzes. I like random. I love random pieces of information, like knowing random things. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school. Uh, for journalism, so like very inquisitive by nature, right? Read a, a lot, books, magazines. Um, my knowledge level, my knowledge scope is very broad. Mm-hmm. It's not always very deep, okay, but it's very broad. You know, a little about a lot, little about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the way that the questions are done in Jeopardy because we were talking about this, they're written in a way that gives you. Like you can deduce the answer. There's there's yeah, a couple something. of different Unless clever you... tricks <laughs> in the in the in the question yeah. that'll give you like two ways to get there. Or you think yeah. you maybe kinda know, yeah. then you can use the other piece of information. So I love that structure. Yeah. Right. And it allows me to, to do pretty well in it. Right. But my favorite thing about Jeopardy is when I will get a final Jeopardy answer mm. and nobody gets it on the board. Well, how That's, often does that happen? That's like a handful of times. I would yeah. say under 10 total, yeah. but it has definitely happened. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. It's super fun. So Did there was, there was, we actually talked about, I don't know if you got this text because I don't know if you ever responded, but a couple of episodes <laughs> ago, that's okay. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about the Whiskey Rebellion. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did I, you see that? Uh, yeah. So after we talked about the Whiskey Rebellion on that episode um, mm-hmm. with Oban and all that kind of, it was yeah. Oban versus Uban. Um, and then that night or the night after. I think it was that night. That question comes up on Jeopardy. Yeah. That's incredible. It's amazing. I was like, I, I got it. I nailed this. Yeah. Did you, did you actually have the question? Or did you just send me a yeah, link to I sent, it? So it was said, the question, and I sent you a picture. Yeah. It said, this 1794 uprising in Pennsylvania was prompted by a tax on liquor. <laughs> and it was like, oh. And yeah, I love right. that sort of stuff about, I'm yelling into my microphone. I love that sort I of wish, stuff about. I wish I could have seen you in that moment scrambling to grab your phone to get a picture of the of the screen. Yes. it That happens. You jumped up. I actually probably, so I, I have an alarm on my phone. It's 6.55 that goes off, which basically is like, oh, time to sit down and watch Jeopardy. <laughs> I catch it maybe once or twice a week. Okay. But what I need to do is I need to bring my phone with me because that happens more than you would imagine. Wow. That I jump, I need to take a picture of something, a question, <laughs> yeah. because it relates to something <laughs> Jeopardy question. pertaining to something or someone <clears throat> that I yeah. want to send it to. So, I yeah. 
I, yeah. I just, you just, I don't, I just, you love uh, it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I, that's, I can, I think we all hear that. And that's, do you hear that? I think so. You hear that? <laughs> so I was not really, uh, I like Ken Jennings, but there's been some other contestants. There's this James guy. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was a, po- he's a professional poker player. And so he would do the like, I'm all he in, Alex. Shove I'm all in, forward. Alex. And he would oh shove his pile gosh. of chips in. And there was this other guy who was like a New York bartender. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but very flamboyant in his the ways he would write his name. <laughs> he was very animated in his proceed, you know, the way that yeah. he moved his arms and his hands. Yeah. And he would just, oh. I remember watching that show as a kid and just growing up, um, I was always so annoyed when here you have these uber- intelligent people and they can't write their name legibly or anything else for that matter yeah and i'm just going i get it you're writing on a screen with a pen that probably doesn't track very well we're talking in the 80s and 90s you know yeah the technology wasn't there very good but on the other hand the person next to you did a perfectly fine job writing their name and we can all read it Mm. you know and it was always i always was marveled at you know how can Alex really read that? Or are they reading the answers and the producer is now transcribing it? I think he can read it because he sometimes will kind of like have to determine what it is or what it's trying yeah. to be. <laughs> I also learned last night. Yeah. In they don't penalize for spelling errors in Final Jeopardy. Oh, I didn't know that. Because the answer it was a celebration of the 50th anniversary of this medical device. Mm-hmm. Also now a screening procedure and i thought it was the colonoscopy mm-hmm. the first person guessed that Wrong. nope next person Ooh, i'm sorry that's next, incorrect next person guessed the uh cat scan i think mm, not it no final answer correct was mammogram i was gonna guess mammogram but the guy spelled it incorrectly he's and then alex made sure to point that out he said you you forgot an m there but fortunately, there is no... Uh, See, okay, this no. leads me to where I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. I loved his... He was a savage at insulting or correcting people or letting them down when they would get the wrong answer. And sometimes it was just, put, the, just like... putting them in their place a little bit. Yes, because you, you have these... Some of these, uh, these contestants are just pompous jerks yeah. right and they think they know everything and and you're sitting there going how does he deal with this mm. and well he gets his chance when they're mm-hmm. wrong and it's awesome because you can watch them like be put in their place and you're just like that's right alex you know you put it put them yeah. in their plate like yeah. calm that guy down <laughs> right and that's pretty good some pretty of the good. i mean you could see him it was they're almost like sheldon from Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. and like that arrogant, you know, and then they're like, wait, I'm wrong. That can't mm-hmm. be right. You know, and they're just like, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, it is great. Back when I was uh, quite a bit younger, early 20s, lived at a house full of a bunch of dudes and we would watch, we would often watch Jeopardy and we would make it into a drinking game mm-hmm. because every time Alex was condescending to, towards someone, <laughs> you had to take a drink. So I've enjoyed friendly playing it with other people, right? Sure. And so when you live in a house and there's a bunch of people playing it and kind of who knows the most or smarts or whatever, then yeah. we turn it in a drink game and that was fun. But he does. You're right. He gets his barbs in. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just I love that, and and ooh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Or like the daily double wager, you know, when they mm-hmm. when they get it right or wrong, you know. It, I just it felt like to me, the majority of the time with the daily double, it would not work out, you know. Mm. And again, this is you're like probably going, no, mm. it works fine, yeah. you know. But yeah, I just I feel like maybe it's me, and I'm kind of secretly rooting like, hey, I don't want you to get it, and maybe that's an a reflection mm. of I don't know. I don't know. I, I have well, to talk to a counselor. Yeah, about. well, Ken Jennings era, which was probably 2010s, 2012, somewhere around there. Maybe, no. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there. 20, you would, nine, you would through, know more better than me. 212. Uh, but through his era, he started changing the strategy of jumping around the board. I don't like it, per se. I like to start a category move down the questions because uh, I'm yeah. oftentimes doing something else or, right. or cooking or something while this is on. So I'd like to know what we're talking about. Yeah. But his strategy was to jump all over the board, try and find the daily doubles mm. and then go all in because in theory, most of the questions on these boards can be answered by most of the players all the time. Then it becomes a ah, response time it's a thing. Quick, yeah. Right. You know, on the, the little dinger thing that they're, what yeah. is it? The, it's a buzzer. The, the, the buzzer, buzzer thing. We have to talk about those two. So the buzzer. So Ken Jennings changes. So he started jumping all around, and then it's like betting huge on the daily double. So the points, the money mm-hmm. totals really started jumping up yeah. when he did. That makes it a little harder to track and follow. Like, what topic are we on? Because the topics mm-hmm. will oftentimes give you clues toward the answer as well. I would think, too, that that's a strategy to um, keep your opponents off balance. Because mm. maybe they are like you, or they want to march down a category yeah. and win a category. And so if you can... If you can throw anybody off their game, you know, you already know that you're, you know, when you're engaged in one question, you're kind of thinking ahead. I'm going to go to this one next. I'm going to go to this one next. So you're not caught off guard, but they are. Yeah. And so uh, I could see how that would work as a good strategy. Yeah. So it changed the way the points total are. and hmm. um, It's interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you a couple. So there obviously something has to happen to the show, right? Right. Ken Jennings is the top, the front runner. For becoming the new host, because new he host. actually joined the show recently as an ambassador and assistant executive producer, or something okay. right? And he'd come on and answer, say some answers, questions, hmm. and uh, answers. I guess is what he was saying. They would then ask the questions. But there's also some other people that are so you can bet. Uh, there's Vegas odds <laughs> on who who is going to become the next Jeopardy host. So wow, uh, Ken Jennings, even money, one to one, one to clearly one. the front runner, right? Okay. That dude, ha- he did win a lot, though. He yeah. won a ton, yeah. So then another person there is a Good Morning America host, George Step- Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos, yeah. 59, right? He's actually hmm. been lobbying for the job. And there's some other people hmm. that they talk about. Uh, I don't know. Wow. LeVar Burton. I don't know who that is. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. And Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak. They're all sixteen to one odds. Pat, Sajak, I tell you what, yeah, if Pat Sajak went on there. I wouldn't watch. No, it. he don't change brand. You want to know who else? They got some pretty long shot odds on, huh? Or uh, okay, I hope this doesn't go too forty five. Forty five what? Forty five. Donald Trump, thirty to one odds. That no, no, I, I can just tell you that won't. A happen. thousand to one odds. That won't happen. That's somebody's just putting it up odds. there in Vegas because. They Somebody can't. will place that bet. Yeah, they'll but place it's for it. it's. I don't know why they did it like this. So it'll pay for a hundred dollar bet. It would pay a thousand, uh, one hundred thousand dollars. 
Right. That Dude. is 1,001 odds. He, no. He's not going to do it. No. So, so it'll be interesting to see, though, who James Hallsauer, that's the guy who was the professional poker player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But apparently they say he lacks the charisma. <laughs> you know, I would have never said that Alex had much charisma. He was just steady Eddie, right? Mm. But but you again, you can't come on. The next host cannot try to be Alex Trebek. It's gonna have to be like uh, what was the Price is Right guy? Yeah, Drew, Drew Carey, Carey from Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Yeah, and you know he's, he's I will does say some things the same. He talks about the spay your pet neuter, spay yeah neuter your pets. But I think that's an example of where they they essentially cast a new Bob. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the look was different. You know, Drew Carey's look and Bob's look, because Drew, you know, wears glasses. Uh, Bob Barker did not, to mm-hmm. my knowledge. I don't mm-hmm. think he ever wore glasses. Um, and um, they just physically look different. But they dress the same. They have the same style microphone. They have the same catchphrases. I feel like they, they the were... the same games. Yeah, right? same everything. I think that they tried to replace, like, recreate Bob in mm-hmm. Drew. And I just don't think it, ha- I don't think it worked uh, personally. But... Because again, you you've got to allow Bob Barker to be the legend Bob Barker, and then Drew's got to bring something else. But I don't know. Mm. Um, so so we don't have a ton of time left, and and I really wanted in my dream world, I wanted to play Jeopardy with you and like have a a, a Jeopardy game. But I just oh we're we're out of time. We're, <laughs> what's we the sound effect in time. in Jeopardy? What when it's out out of time? So I just I got some I got some questions to ask to see how much what's your fan level of Jeopardy even though I know it's pretty high. I tried out for Jeopardy on online one time. Yeah, I didn't. I you mean, didn't make it. I think I maybe did too good because they didn't call me back. I'll say I'm gonna do my best to phrase my questions, answers, whatever in Jeopardy format. Phrased in the format of a answer, and mm-hmm. I ask the question. And you, you say, give me the answer. Yeah, I'll give you the answer. And I say, what is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, Jeopardy. I should play the music. <laughs> I should play the music. Where's the music? I think in a tribute, eulogy, uh, yeah. in our yeah, audio um, journal, yeah. right? It we should can just play be this. going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, it's like, hey guys, this is. We'll see what happens. This is out of respect, mad respect. Absolutely. All right. With the all-time longest winning streak, Ken Jennings won this many times. Oh. 132 times. I'm sorry, what is 132 times? Oh, I'm sorry. I've tried to do my best out. That was good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's seventy-four wins. Okay, that's a ton. That's a lot of wins. I mean, this that's, is <laughs> that's more than a year because they're five days a week. But that's more. That's probably close to two years because you also have college Jeopardy, <clears throat> you have the Teen Championship, you have Celebrity Jeopardy, okay. you have all these other ones. Okay. Um, oh. sorry, and I, I gotta go back to a different thing here. Um, okay, so. How about you should this is should be a gimme here. I sure hope so. Um, Jeopardy uh, is an American television game game show created by this person, Merv Griffin. Very good. That's an easy one. See, it's a softball. Thank you. 
Um, do you have the original host in there? I do the not. original Jeopardy host? I don't know who that is, so you just have to I, tell I me. I think it's Art Fleming. Oh, there it is, presented by Art Fleming. Is that right? Art and it Fleming started in 1962, 64? 64. Okay. Aired until uh, it was a... Uh, a daytime uh, NBC is where it was. It was day to, uh, daytime air until seventy five. Until seventy five. Seventy five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else can we do? What? What? Give me a category that you'd like to know about that would I'd find in Wiki. Well, click click on Trebek and give me a Trebek fact. A Trebek fact. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite thing about him? Like what? Man. Tell eighties mustache was good. <laughs> did you know that Alex Trebek's Trebek actually did a whole bunch of other game shows before he got to No. Jeopardy? I didn't. Yeah. I did not know that. He did one called the one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollar question. And that is not a common reference. Like you don't hear somebody at a business meeting say, Well, that's the one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollar question. <laughs> no, it's the sixty four thousand dollar question that everybody always says. But why this one? Why wouldn't this one become a just as big a deal? Right. Cultural reference. It's twice, it's twice as, as much. <laughs> yes. The American way, more is better. Yeah. Didn't didn't go anywhere. George Alexander Trebek was yes <laughs> was born July twenty second in nineteen forty in this Canada town province province city. I don't. I think it's Ottawa. It is Ontario. <laughs> it's an O. It's an O one. Ontario. It's Ontario. Is it Ontario? It's Greater Sunbury. Uh, Greater Sunbury, Ontario. See, I think that that's maybe like. I'm is that gonna, a territory? I'm gonna need to phone a friend here to the Canadians, <laughs> but it might be like a. We have pro- to call oh, Regis city. if we now Regis and Regis and Alex they get to hang. They do. They get to. We're making some assumptions. Regis is is just annoying Alex Trebek by saying. Is that your final answer? (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's like city province, but I could be wrong. City, the city is Greater Sunbury. Ontario is the province. I believe so. (laughs) I'm just going to show my lack of worldly understandings. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. (laughs) So uh, Alex Trebek's alma mater was. Mm. Was it stateside or in Canada? It's in Canada. Uh, I don't know. University. Wait, wait, wait. Is it? uh, (laughs) I don't know. University of Ottawa. So there's your Ottawa. U O A. U O. U O U O U O O. U O O. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Okay. No, we don't want to do that. Well, let's maybe let's let's uh here after the end of you got one more and then let's go to uh double jeopardy. <laughs> All right, should we go to like personal life? We could go um Wow, okay, here you go. Here it is. In 1996, Alex Trebek ran this item in Jacksonville, Florida. Through a leg of its journey to Atlanta. Oh, the Olympic torch. Very good. I kind of gave it away. Yeah, that was a good one. That was an easy one. Okay, well, let's go to Double Jeopardy. We do have another couple questions from our next category. Yeah, let's let's do that. (laughs) 
Okay, here we are. So we don't have time for Double Jeopardy. We're going to jump straight into Final Ooh, straight Jeopardy. Straight into Final Jeopardy. I'm going to get my pen ready. Mm-hmm. Get your pen ready. Okay. This is the the category is how to. How to. Mm-hmm. So you you will phrase your your the question in a how to dot 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 right. Okay. Okay. All right. How to not die out there. How to not die out there. And oh, the, I need to wait for the question. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And so we're bringing this back to more of a breaking camp mm. style, you know, topic, okay. right? So we're right. we're talking right. about survival and the outdoors, outdoors and this and that, okay? Okay, yeah. So this is a how-to. How-to. So when you encounter this creature, mm. you stand your ground Make yourself as large as possible. If you're in a group, band together and raise your arms. Prepare to use this deterrent. How to prevent a bear encounter? Bear spray. This deterrent being bear spray. Wait, we didn't even do the music and all that. Like, Oh, wait. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Did I get it right? <laughs> Did I get it right? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah, is there music? There we go. Okay, so, let's, so now Aaron we'll is just, we'll, he's we'll writing. This. We'll edit this. He's writing. Can I? Can you use the question in a sentence? <laughs> Stan- Do you ever watch that spelling bee? That's some good stuff. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh man, I don't think so. Yeah, um, actually, Alex Trebek would host that for a number of years. Oh, the National Spelling Bee. He would. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you your your answer was, and you what did you? What wager? was the question? What I, did, I, I, or how do you how do they do they do that first or second? No, after. Oh, so so Aaron, the question was to avoid this attack, bear attack. This <laughs> bear attack, <laughs> which is nice because in our region, I'm assuming you're talking about a black bear. There's always the confusion about black bear, grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Which one do I do? They're different. Grizzly bear, you're being submissive and you're playing dead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But with the black bear, you're getting big as you can and you're not looking away, keeping eye contact. You know, you got problems if you're between the bear and the cubs. You do. But All assuming this is just a point. standard sort yeah. of black bear encounter, which is nice because it's the same thing that you do if there's a cougar encounter. Be big, talk calmly. Don't look away. Don't run. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, I don't know what to do. Which bear, grizzly bear? Here in our region, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Bear, cougar, same. So you are saying, well, was it what use this as an attractant or a deterrent? No, it's how to avoid a bear encounter. Being attacked by this thing. Bear. This creature. Bear. Bear is your answer. Bear is my final end. That's a different show. Yes. <laughs> final. So we. Bear. But you. Hold on. Yeah. B A R E. Okay. <laughs> bear. Ah. What? It actually should be. Here you go. Let's see if we catch this reference. What is one animal that's never been in my kitchen? Oh, bear. What? Norm from Cheer, not Norm, Cliff, Clavin from yeah, Cheers yeah. went on Jeopardy and he was killing it and he had so much money and he blew it at the end because he bet too much on Final, Final Jeopardy. Jeopardy 
and he didn't know the answer, and it was like the names of three people, and he wrote, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Alex said, you know, while technically correct, that's not the answer we were were looking looking for. (laughs) Okay, so then, I mean, I would would have to say the same. While technically correct, it needs to be more specific. Black bear. Black bear is correct. So how to fend off a black Black bear bear. attack by standing your ground, making yourself as large as possible, and if you're in a group, band together, raise your arms, prepare to use bear deterrent. The bear Bear may attempt a bluff charge and veer away or stop at the last moment. You can tell by the ear position on the bluff charge, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that that part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, use your bear deterrent. Uh, deterrents so include deterrent. pepper sprays, noisemakers, flares. Bear sprays are most effective at close range, aimed at the face. You know what I saw? So we, I sleep in a camper. You sleep in a rooftop tent. Yep. You know, so we go to these areas where we could potentially have bears. I've had bear in my cooler up on Mount Hood. One of the things that I'm considering putting in the camper is not a spray deterrent, but like a air horn. Because oh, right. then I just got noise. If like I hear something, see a thing, I can just blast yeah. that thing yeah. out the window. It's not going to spray back into me. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. So one other thing we talked about, bear deterrent, yeah. right, for the black bear. There's also, uh, we have cougars in this area, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You know, yeah, around yeah. here, a lot of cougars. Totally. Do you know what the number one cougar attractant is? I think, but I, go ahead and tell me. Red wine. Red wine? It's got to be expensive, though. Red wine. <laughs> Cougars. Oh, my Cougars. gosh. Get that, that's a, that's a suburb, suburban joke. Suburban joke. Yeah. I mean, you used to live in Happy Valley. I did. Yeah. Listen, I got I to gotta cut you off. Um, this We was... can talk more about Jeopardy and Alex Trebek offline. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good. this has been a fun... Hey, Alex, Ooh. thank you for how you contributed to Americana yes, and our TV watching for all these years. I got to say will... one, one thing real fast. Did you see that there was a guy who, uh, Alex Trebek had pancreatic cancer. There was a guy, right. he went on TV and he said, these are the symptoms I was experiencing. And a guy actually said, got... I'm having the same symptoms. Went saved in, his life. Saved his life. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's Share awesome. our experiences. We never know how it will help other people. It's awesome. Back to Bryce. Hey. Like and subscribe. Hey, give us a five-star rating if you, uh, if you like what you hear. Share this and find us on our socials, Breaking Camp Podcast.